podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Crowd cheers. Here's Siddle. He's got Hello everybody and welcome to a very special episode of Two Slips in the Gully. We are recording this one live as we speak. So for those of you listening and for those of you who are watching, I'm Aaron. I'm joined by Glenn. Hello. And I'm also joined by Gary. This is me. Captain Gary. Hey guys. This is our uh, 64th episode of Two Slips in the Gully and our first one that we've attempted to bring to visual medium. So we're very, very excited and we've got a bit of a special episode coming up. We are, of course, going to unpack the beginning of the England-India series and how that's unfolding thus far. We are all watching with bated breath. We're all uh, token mm-hmm. English supporters for the next few weeks yep. as we need England to win or draw the series for Australia to make the World Test Championship. So we've got I, some hope riding England. on this series. I yeah. love England. Always been a fan of the Poms. Never said a bad word about them. And I will until Don't the end it. of this series. Yeah. And I will be a fan until the very end of this series. <laughs> Maybe until the end of the World Test Championship if they win. If they lose, then it's all bets are off. And the other thing that we're going to follow up with is uh, this year is the 50th year since the first One Day International was played. So not the very first ODI game. I'm pretty sure it was a, it was supposed to be a long-form game that ended up being washed out and Australia and England decided to... Uh, play each other in a short-form game, which Australia won. So it's 50 years Mm. since that game took place. And we thought that we'd put together our all-time one-day international sides, but with a little bit of a twist so we all didn't end up picking the same players, we were restricted to only picking one player from every eligible one-day international nation. So if we picked Sandulka, we couldn't pick Dhoni or Coley. If we picked Ponting, we couldn't pick... uh, uh, McGrath or Gilchrist or Warren, so on and so forth. You get the idea. So we'll have that coming up at the end of the episode as well. So, yeah, big things coming your way. Go on, straight down the throat of first slips. So big things happening over in India at the moment. The uh, the Test Series that is quite pivotal for Australian fans everywhere, not to mention Indian and English fans, is locked at one apiece. India fought back and got a 319-run victory over England uh, yesterday, levelling the series at 1-1 after an incredibly impressive performance by the English, especially Joe Root and James Anderson, to take the first match of the series. So it's uh, it has been a series that has not been without drama, guys. Yeah, I, I've, I've, I've read a little bit into it and I've watched a bit of it, but... Um Tell us more, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know if we want to start with me. I've got some quite damning things to say. Um, this this particular test match, um, the second test of the series, has done a lot to undermine uh, the respect that I had for the Indian cricket side that they got after their just just epic performance in Australia where they was back against the walls players going down injured that required just a lot of internal grit to do that and really just strength of character and having to fight through adversity. And so I I don't like the Indian cricket team. I've never really liked the Indian cricket team. I think the only Indian player that I genuinely like was Rahul Dravid. Pretty hard not to like that guy, though. Don't no, MS Dhoni was a guy that I never didn't really like or dislike, um, yeah. but I was never really a big fan of anyone else from that side, to be honest. I mean, to be fair, we're probably more of a fan of Dravid after he retired. We probably weren't a huge, as much of a fan, like, when he uh, was, no. had that massive partnership oh, with VVS Lax. In that moment, I don't think there were too many fans, <laughs> but I've always been a fan of Dravid. I but, like, like just, just hearing him speak about the game after his career, I mean, he's, he's a very good uh, orator mm. um, and a very good ambassador for the game. But uh, the, the, the side that toured Australia and won... Uh, when they left the shores, I had a, a tremendous amount of respect for them because it couldn't have been easy. Um, you know, we would have expected to beat that side at full strength, and not only did we not beat that side, they weren't even remotely close to full strength when they beat us. So, had lots of respect for that Indian cricket team, and it's evaporated after what's happened in the second test. England came up and gave them a bloody nose in that first test. Came out swinging, smacked them hard, drew blood, and then what do they do? They sack the curator. 
and the yeah. BCCI takes direct control of the preparation of the second test pitch, and look what we got. So did Just, they take direct control. Is that is that? They fully, were in, fully documented, or did they just put a different guy on? Uh, the, uh, from what I've read, the BCCI became they, their people were in charge of preparing the pitch for that game. <laughs> yeah, and, so, and, and, and before anyone jumps down and goes, you know, Rohit scored one hundred and sixty, and Ashwin scored a hundred. I'm not talking about the how the pitch played. England needed to be better. They can't get rolled for under 150 in India and expect to get any, anywhere remotely close to winning games. England had to be better. It's not the pitcher's fault that England didn't play well. They needed to come out with much better techniques to spin than what they did. So by no means am I saying that the, it was unplayable because it clearly wasn't. Rohit Sharma scored a fantastic 100. Yeah. Um, and Ashwin. Ashwin scored it. But what I don't like is the fact that they immediately took – they lost a game – and it was based on Joe Root scoring some runs and uh, James Anderson getting the ball to reverse swing. And they immediately decided to put up a pitch which would take those players both out of the game. And they just brought out an absolute dust bowl from day one. Um, if it's not cheating, it's certainly not in the spirit of the game to be doing that. I've always to, maintained... To quote Anil Kumble. <laughs> I've always maintained, regardless of where in the world it is, Australia, India, England, wherever, a cricket wicket should be balanced for all facets of the game. Day one should start out, not necessarily grass, but ideally grass, but at least hardness, bit of carry, some pace in it for the fast bowlers to use. Day two and three, it should flatten out, be the best of scoring runs. Day four and five, the surface starts to break up and you get spin coming into the game. That's how a cricket wicket should be, be it in India, be it in Australia here, be it over in England, that's how it should look. And so for all the Indians on social media going, well, when we go over to England, they just give us tennis courts to play on and you don't mind that, we do mind that. We mind that a lot. That gets criticised quite a great deal when the outfield looks the same as the pitch. (laughs) That doesn't mean that you get to have this victim mentality and just go, well, you've got to learn to play spin so why can't it spin from day one? It's because that's not how cricket wickets are supposed to work. And yeah. I find it really disappointing that a team that is obviously well, as talented as India, and they've got quite the battery of fast bowlers. Let's yeah. not forget. Like there it, is a stand there is a minimum standard that you have to uh you have to live up to. Yeah. I mean, um, Jasper Boomer, what, he's the number two, number three ranked fast bowler in the world at the moment for test matches. Yeah. They yeah. they made a wicket for their best Test bowler, the highest test bowler in their rankings, couldn't play on. And you want to tell me the pitch wasn't doctored? Yeah, there was. Was it the seventh over spin started? It was puffs of dirt coming out, breaking of the surface in the second innings. I think Stuart Broad, a man who had over five hundred test wickets, was fourth change. Mm. I think Ollie Stone um, opened up. He bowled two overs, and then it was like. 40 continuous overs of Jack Leach and Moen Alley. Did you say you, that? You may as well have not picked your fast bowler. Yeah. Uh, or did you I mean, did just you, pick four spinners? Did you see the Jack Leach bowl at all? Uh, I, yes. I saw a little bit. Yep. He, he was he was turning at square. Mm. Like and, it was ridiculous. And Jack Leach is an honest toiler of a bowler. He's not a big spinner of the ball. Neither is Moen. Moen Alley bowled Virat Kohli through the gate on day one. Oh, that was yeah. Moen Alley. Yeah. He's a bowling machine. Like, he's a, he's a rainbow wig away from being a clown. That's how many pies he tosses. And he bowled it like it's just... <laughs> I feel like you've been holding on to that one. Yeah, I, I think he might have been. <laughs> no, like, it's I, just, I, there should be, we should expect better. And by all means, the wicket should spin. It absolutely should spin, but it shouldn't be just a lifeless wasteland from mm. first session. And it just annoys me that. Well, is there the precedent of of these kinds of conditions? Because I mean, the counter argument. I'm not saying that this is my opinion, but um, reading the message boards, people have said, you know, it always spins in India. Learn to play spin. I'm not talking about technique. Like, if you inability to play spin is neither here nor there. I'm saying that the wicket that is prepared should be more balanced from the get go. So, didn't meet minimum standard. They're absolutely right. Players that come over to India should be 
expected to play spin to succeed over there. Same as when you go to England, you should be able to um, deal with the ball seaming and swinging. When you come to Australia or South Africa, you should have to deal with the ball bouncing. You should be expected to have a solid technical ability to play spin to succeed in India. I'm not saying that they need to, to dumb down their pitches to make it easy to bat. What I'm saying is that their wickets from the get-go need to be more balanced before turning into the sand trap that it turned into. Mm. That's all I'm saying. And and it's all on the players to be able to succeed on the wicket that they got given. And England didn't do it, and India did. But yeah. they should never really have been put in that position in the first place. It should have been a more balanced wicket from the get-go. And, and that's all I... Well, think on that. I, and it's just, it just disappoints me that India, who have just come off one of the biggest test, the biggest test series win in their existence, loses one game at home with a very good side and decides, no, we need to stack the deck for this one. And it's just, yeah. I, I think going forward, if it happens again, we can all like start throwing things at them. <laughs> but it happens occasionally. You see, occasionally. You, it happens all the time. Yeah, All but, the time. Yeah, I, I, I understand that, but I don't think I've seen it that bad in quite some time. I don't think I've seen it that blatant, especially considering yeah. they're playing at the same but the, ground. The fact that it hasn't been that bad in some time kind of works against them because if, if they were consistent, like, oh, you know, this is yeah. just how the, the yeah, conditions exactly. are in India, to all of a sudden <laughs> rock up and this thing's turning from day, day one and – Going through the top, and then the top just wasn't existent. It was just mostly soil, I think. The ball um, the ball pitching was creating rough, not the bowler's footmarks. Like, yeah. that's how bad this pitch was holding together yeah. at some point. So the whole pitch was footmarks. Well, and the prob- problem is, who do you go to? You can go to the... The, the, uh, the ICC, Intergl- which is... The which Intergalactic is, Cricket Council. Which, which is basically run by Indian. Yeah. Yeah. So, what, what do you do? Nothing really, and like the people are saying that you know they should be docked points for it being a poor pitch. That's not going to happen because the ICC is mm. not going to bite the hand that feeds it. Well, we both we both know that they want India in the final of the World Cricket well, Test Championship. Yeah. yeah. The other thing that I want to know from that that test day one, England are bowling. They've got two specialist spinners. Was it two specialist spinners or? Yeah, so they, they went in with um, Mo and Ali and Jack yeah. Leach. Yeah, and, and they bowled like more than half the overs. And Joe Root bowled some as well. Yeah. And in the extended half an hour that England had to get their overs in, that they always take now. They um, still, yeah, they, they had, got 88 overs in. In 88 overs, there was over 60 overs bowled of spin, and they didn't make. They didn't the get time. it in. That's ridiculous. So have have they been docked points like Australia have? Oh, I haven't seen anything come out uh, of it yet. But well, surely we would it would have been reported on if if they were docking. So why is how is that different? We got docked four points. Was it? For yeah, the if sake it, of if it two overs? If it wasn't for being docked for those points for two overs, this series would mean nothing in terms of the World, world Test Championship because we'd yeah. already be in. Right, yeah. Um, so why is it okay for England to do that? And, that, I mean, that you can't really justify it. Like, we, when we were two overs short in Australia, we, we had a normal pitch. We only had one spinner in our, our lineup. Yeah, I don't understand uh, that. Someone smack, someone explain that to smacks me. Smacks of inconsistency, you yeah. know, and I love it. Mm. Yeah, well, it gives us something to talk about. <laughs> But, uh, but not taking anything away from that. Like, that's my rant about the pitch. Um, India played phenomenally well. Um, Rohit Sharma, what, from, uh, an effortless 100 almost. Um, going at a, over a runner ball or nearly a runner ball for most of his innings yeah. was fantastic. Um, and then they did a fantastic job with the ball, restricting England to just over 100. Yeah. Uh, they came back out. England looked like they might have had a fighting chance for a while. I think they had India six for... Under a hundred at one point, yeah, and then uh, Ra, Ra Ashwin and came yeah. out and how scored. devastating is that as a captain? <laughs> if you, <laughs> you've got him like you know six for a hundred, and outstrides this number eight and just decides, yep, and it was a quick hundred yep. too. Like he was going at seventy or well, more for most of his. That's the thing. Like innings. that that kind of pitch really suits Ashwin's technique, and that's why he has 
I think that's his fifth test hundred. Yeah. I think they would all be in India or at least all in the uh, subcontinent. It's, it's the third time that he has got a five for and a hundred in the same game. So Yeah, I mean, it's, it's only, brilliant. Only Ian Botham has more, I believe. I might have to check that. But I'm pretty sure Ian Botham has five. Five times he's taken a five for and a hundred. But um, Yeah, I mean, off the front foot, he's as good as any... You know, specialist batsman, really. The only reason that he bats at eight is because he's dealing with the short ball. Mm. Um, he just doesn't doesn't do that well. So Yeah. Um, really yeah. spirited fight back. Um, really, yeah. Well, if England gave India a bloody nose in game one, they've certainly retaliated in kind. So, uh, yeah, mm. yeah, phenomenal one. Final performance sets up uh, a fantastic finish to the series. I believe there's a pink ball test to to come, which will be uh, will be big. Uh, James Anderson and Stuart Broad uh, figuring to be pivotal playmakers. Can in that I game. say how much I love Anderson right now? <laughs> <laughs> do you know uh, Do you know where the next one's being played? I believe yeah. it's that brand new stadium that got opened up. It's got like a hundred and ten thousand. Wow. Um, crowd capacity. It's the one that Donald Trump went over to and mispronounced Coley and Tendulkar. Coley and Tendulkar. So I believe that's coming next. Um, <laughs> Imp- unfortunately, impeach the man. <laughs> <laughs> Just um, for that. <laughs> marring this a little bit, other than the pitch and you know the disappointing nature of, of the pitches, was also some, some umpiring controversy. Uh, both sides... Were cop the brunt of some really questionable decisions. Mm. Um, you were asking before the uh, the episode about what happened with Virat Kohli, and like I believe he's possibly facing a ban for his uh, um, outburst to to the umpires on DRS. And I, yeah. I think he's he's got a bit of a point. So um, there was a multiple appeal. So the balls jag back. It's caught Joe Root on the pads. Uh, gone into Richard Pant's gloves. Richard Pant thought it might have been bat. He's appealing for court behind. Um, everyone's gone up, and the umpire's given it not out. And all I can all I can say is that the umpire didn't think that it was out court behind. And in his trying to deliberate court behind, he hasn't really concentrated enough on LBW. Oh, he's just made right. a mistake. So he, he's, he's made a mistake, and that's fine. But they've gone to DRS. DRS has shown there's no bat involved. It's missed the bat. It's clearly come off the pad. Um, and then they've gone through to ball tracking. And because the umpire gave caught behind, not out, the ball hit in line by like 49.9999999 repeater percent, which is not enough, and went to umpire's call. And then the ball was going on to crash into middle. But because mm. it was given not out, Caught behind, that overrode the that made the umpires call for LBW not out as well, which meant that yeah it stayed not out and it was probably the plumest LBW that you'll get because not only that well it hit him out it almost hit him outside the line though, like the half of the ball has to be in inside the line for it to be umpires call doesn't have to be for okay yeah. But so it was umpire's call on whether it hit him in line. Is that right? Yeah, but I think I, I I'm certain. I have to say, if Richard Pant didn't appeal for caught behind and they just appealed for LBW, he had to have given it out. Well, he should have thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and in the I, heat of the battle, just like no. But uh, <laughs> it, it it raises a good question about the umpire's call part of DRS. What happens if they gave the uh, LBW not out because he thought he hit it? So uh-huh. there was two noises. We thought there was two noises. Um, it was clearly going to hit the stumps. I, know, I think we've seen it in Australia a few times, but it just ends up being that just a little bit less than half the ball ends up taking the bails or taking a stump. And yeah. because he gave it not out because he thought the batsman hit it, mm. it stays not out. Despite uh-huh. the fact that the umpire, if he, the umpire knew that it definitely didn't hit the bat, he may have given that out LBW. And I just think that... Um, I've said it so many times. Why have we got an inbuilt human error into a system that's supposed to get rid of human error? Yeah, I don't know. With the whether it's hitting him outside the line, I like. 
a lot of a lot of the ones that they say are, are hitting in line, they don't look like they're hitting in line. This one looked like like he yeah. was retreating his back pad at the time. Right. When you freeze frame, so it must have just been after it collected the pads. You could yeah. see off stump right. in the replay. Like oh, it okay. was plum yeah. LBW. It was the plumest LBW you ever get. And I just think that we need to get rid of umpire's call for mm. ball tracking and just have whatever number you want to give to it to be the, the margin of error. There's a margin of error, so if we yeah. say it needs so, to be... So no umpire's call, like, benefit of the doubt no, instead? You just, have, you just have, like, okay, so ball tracking is saying, yeah, let's say for argument's sake it's 75% of the ball. Right. You need all, you know, if, like, let's say you need to have 50% of the ball. 50% of the ball as it is now. If 50% of the ball is pitching in line and going on, then it's not out. Or if it's less than 50% is pitching and hitting, it's not out. If it's more, then it's out. I think so either way, you just want it defined. You want to take definite. You want no, to take the on-field umpire out of that. Which is what DRS is supposed to do. It's supposed to yeah. correct an incorrect umpiring decision. So I don't understand why we're taking the umpire's decision into account when we're developing a system to... Well, mistakes. why why even have it in the captain's hands then? Just if they're out LBW, well, that's part of the automatically ball track it and tell them to come back as they right. walk no, no. off. Part of part of the gamesmanship is that there is human error sometimes, and that's why you have a finite amount. Yeah, and you use the, and it's supposed to be that finite amount is to make sure that you get the really really bad ones wrong, not the touch and go ones. So you know, yeah. the ones that have. Like the for the Joe Root one would have been one I would have considered that to be a howler because it was right. looking very out. But I think you just have that. You have you just take that out of there. So you can't just have a, a two balls depending on what the umpire says doing two different things. Yeah, you just have it. And I think it should be less margin for error. I think it should be like twenty five percent of the ball. Mm. Like it, if because. I got a dismissal this year, bowling in third grade, where I don't think I hit the stumps, but I bowled the guy because I just grazed the top of the bales. Yeah. It bounced over the top of the stumps, flicked the bales, bowled. Yeah. And it would have been less less than 10% of the ball hit. Jasper Brummer bowled Steve Smith at Melbourne by just grazing the end of the bale. And Mm. the bale, mind you, isn't included in DRS. Yeah, that's really annoyed me. It's the top of the stumps, not the top of the bales. So... Right. I think there's... Uh, so why do they have them there? I mean, you can hit the stumps all you want. You've got to dislodge the bales for it to be bold. So I don't even... <laughs> but if I, I, I saw one. I can't remember who it was. But the ball, but, but it was smashing the bale. Like smashing. Like the ball almost taking out middle and leg, I think it was. Oh, it was given. It was out. one of those ones where you've got to like yeah. muck around and find the bale after the... Yeah, it's three <laughs> yeah. quarters of the way to the boundary. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but but was given not out. Um, yeah. Umpire's call. Yeah, I yeah. think I think the margin for error that they've got is way too big. You only need a, f- a quarter of the ball, even less than a quarter of the ball, but a quarter of the ball to be hitting the stumps. If you got if, as a bowler, if you knew that you were going to get half the ball to hit off stump, you'd be expecting to knock the stump out of the ground. Yeah, but why why a quarter? Just if the ball's going to hit, you're yeah. out. I know, they, they have a margin for error because they say that ball tracking is not 100% accurate, and I'm prepared to go with that a bit. I I personally think you just t- if everyone's playing by the same standard, who cares if it's out? If if the ball tracking you're using is, you know, five times out of 100, it's wrong, but if everyone's playing by the same rules, then it doesn't really matter if there's a margin right. for error. But if you want to have a margin for error, make it, you know, 25% of the ball. If 25% of the ball is pitching in line, 25% of the ball is hitting... And just play. Everyone plays by those r- rules. There's no more conjecture. There's no more, you know, you'll get a decision where 49% of the ball is hitting the stumps, but because it was given not out, it stays not out. But then you get one where it's just grazing and it was a really dodgy-looking decision and they gave it out and it stays out despite the fact that only a fraction of the ball's hitting. Like, those sort of ones would really irritate me as a player. They irritate me as a fan. Yeah, but I think if you just have a standardised rules that it just doesn't matter what the umpire says, when you go to ball, when you go to the DRS, yeah, that's I, what it I, is. I think and that's why Coley got so upset was because this ball is clearly hitting the stumps. Upset or not, he shouldn't, yeah. he shouldn't have done what he did. No, yeah, it was it was pretty bad in general for the DRS. I mean. So what what did he what kind of dissent did he actually show? I think he just like after it all happened, he walked up to the umpire and 
basically got in his face and mm. wanted an explanation. And okay, well, because because Tim f- Tim Payne was uh, reprimanded in in our series um, against India for what he said to Paul Rifle. Was it not? What did he say again? I don't know. I can't remember. It was. A, I'm pretty sure he had some of his match free taken off him for um, something that he said to Paul Rifle, the way he addressed the umpire. Um, and I was reading that uh, Joe Root, when uh, in that really bad sort of Rahane one, asked yeah, about that, the, the third was- umpire, he said, oh, well, is he drunk? He asked him. He asked if the umpire is drunk. Well, I think that, and that's so. Like, like, surely he has to be fined for that. You can't. You can't. You can't speculate that the that, that your officials are intoxicated. That's as bad as what Tim Payne did. I can't remember what it he was, did. I, it was. It was. He was I'm, fined fifteen percent because of he his says it with free. an English accent. He gets away with it because it's more civilized or I, something. I'm going to take the unpopular road here, and I'm sick and tired of match officials being protected species. Mm. I think uh, so long as it's done politely or with respect, you absolutely should be able to question. But that's not the, respectful. The, 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 yeah, it's not. Uh, but it's all this, no, you've you got to take if, what If the, you make a mistake at work and someone comes up and asks if you're drunk, unless you in fact are, you probably take exception to that. Yes, so that's not. But I, but the whole like, you have to take what the umpire says and just and wear it, I think <laughs> unless that's. Unless you are. I think that's rubbish because in that particular case, they just completely didn't check. Yeah, Snicko. Oh, that was as terrible. Part. Like I mean, it, it no, sh- it that's, was. That's one that should be. It was absolutely terrible, but it's not. It's not up to Joe Root to um, who's, to tell him that it was terrible. He's the captain, though. I believe. I, I, I'm sick of all sports where it's just. But there's, there's got to be an umpire's umpire. There's got to be someone who's who's in charge yeah. of the umpires and goes. You really screwed that up. Yeah, but it doesn't like help. That's up it, to them. It it's doesn't not, help. It's not jo- up to Joe Root. Doesn't help Joe Root in a week from now when the umpires go and review that and go, "Oh yeah, we got it wrong." Yeah, we got it wrong. Joe Root should be able to respectfully go, "Guys, this is this is crap. You I, need to go and check this I've, again." I've, yeah, I mean, he can respectfully disagree and say that's that's a terrible decision, but he has to move on. He can't he can't say but, is but, he but drunk why did, or is but, he? Yeah, he can't say that. But why does he have to move on? I think, but especially with that one, all they did and they got Rahane out not long after that, so it didn't burn them. Which, but imagine if he went on and scored a hundred there. They mm. gave England the review back. Yeah, I I, th- I think you can say yes, it's a terrible call. But uh, I, I I think. With with Tim Payne's, I can't remember. I know that he used the F word, and I think that when you're addressing an umpire, you have to think about the language that you're using. But in a way, what what Joe Root said was worse, um, worse I, than what Payne said. I, I think I, I I have to agree with Glenn. Like, yeah, if you get a bad call, you you I I, I think as a captain, you need to approach the umpire and ask why. Yeah. Um. I think I've seen in the past um, Hazelwood go and approach the umpire and he was told to piss off, basically. I've, I've seen uh, um, Dave Warner do it. Yeah, that's that's what yeah, captains but, are for. Captains but, but, are your liaisons but, to the matchmakers. But, 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 but why, why, other than this miss, other than just it's how it's always been, we take it at face value, why... Aren't we allowed to question? Um, like they're human; they don't have technology there. They're capable of making mistakes. I think we're allowed to question them. I think it's yeah. the way they went about it. Yeah, yeah exactly. And absolutely, that's what I say. Under no circumstances that they're they're doing a job. They should be treated with respect. But it's just this big thing that it's like, oh no, you can't question the umpires. You, if that you give you out, you're out. But it shouldn't be. We've got so many ways of checking things now, and it's perfectly fine for them to well, make it's mistakes. A, it is a little bit. Be, it's a it's a little bit contradictory as well, where it's like you can't question the umpire. Look, I'm even. Yeah, look I'm at, using we've actually video. got what's a, this? the visual medium. Shane Watson all over again, team. right there. Yeah, no, yeah, You're exactly. Wrong. And now I'm going to question the umpire. <laughs> like, I think yeah. that yeah, and it's not just cricket; it's all sports. You get that in rugby league as well. You got to take what the referee says, and I, I don't think that you should, so long as you're like I think rep, like they should be accountable. And it should be. I want you to explain how you get to this decision. This is, you know, it's big deal, especially in a test match in in a state of origin game for rugby league. Yeah, but referees' decisions are big deals. And if you're 
making your decision based on mm. a, a faulty yeah. assumption of the rules or not following the correct procedures to get to the correct decision, as what happened with the Rahane dismissal, mm. I think the captains are every right to go and go, you guys should check that again. I don't think you've got that right. I, 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 like I, I believe in well, it. Already, believe it already takes them a long time. Have you noticed how long it seems to take over there to get the DRS up? Gosh, the ball tracking. I, I <laughs> it does take a while. Oh, I, I guess it's, I don't know, is the... Is, it just, a, is it just a slower technology? I, I wouldn't imagine so with all the money that India pumps into yeah, the sport over but there. I just noticed that, you know, that it's like, okay, we're we're reviewing and we need ball tracking and, you know, in, in Australia they do a bit of stalling or... Yeah, give me, give me Snicko. There's daylight between bat and ball. Yeah, just rock and roll. Oh, yeah, just rock, rock and roll, roll a bit. Yeah. Uh, tell me a story. Uh, <laughs> yeah. How's How's Leanne and the kids? <laughs> yeah. How have you been? Oh, yes. Ball Ball tracking pub, coming up now. Pub after this. Pub after. I, what do I, what oh, I, don't I, worry about COVID. It's fine. We won't tell. I mean, um, oh yeah, ball tracking's ready. Excellent. What I will say though is, I was. I think I was watching an. Uh, it was an Australian game. I think it might have been West Indies and Pakistan. Game? No, mm. West Indies and somebody. Yeah. Who did they play recently? Uh, uh, Bangladesh. Pakistan. They're playing Bangladesh. Pakistan now. played South Africa. Yes. No, it might have. Oh, I can't remember which one it was, but I was watching, and they went to DRS, and the third umpire actually said to the umpire on field, "Great decision, mate." I'll get you to reverse it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was wrong, but the was, way you it made wrong, it was but great. It, but it was great. It was good. <laughs> and I, I thought that was rather funny. <laughs> All right. So finishing up on this before we get to the next part. So obviously we've got two tests to go. We really want England to win one of them. Well, one, one of them is a day-nighter, and it is in Aminabad, which is north it's about 500 k's north of Mumbai. Right. So, yeah. In the north. In the north. north. In the north. In the north. Um, that's yeah, that's we, the more, more uh, affluent yeah. part of India to yeah, the I north, think so. I think. Yep. I don't know. I've never been there, but it sounds right. Yeah. So, uh, we need we, England to win one of these next two, and that means that Australia gets through to the World Test Championship final. We only want England to win one of the next two. So if England wins this one, we need to go for India for the last game. Or a draw. Uh, I don't know if I can do that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I can go for either team, to be honest. I'll go, well, <laughs> it's I'm, a, you, I'm it's going a, for a washout. You're, you're going for Australia is what you're doing. You, this is what you need to have happen for Australia to, to get know. to the final. Look, I, I, I really i would like to see Australia in the final because I'd like to watch that game. But yeah. I'll be, I'll be probably that one and only guy standing on the hill going, you don't deserve to be here. I don't know. Well, yeah, Australia we, is one in England. Well, they drew a series in England. They which they uh, should have won. The team that is um, currently in the final, we flogged them. Wasn't yeah. even remotely close over in Australia. Yeah, but they, we beat yeah. Pakistan. Their only real slip up has been this India series. Mm. Um, I think, yeah, honestly, the two teams that deserve to be there the most are Australia and India. It's just happened that uh, New Zealand's ahead on percentage points because they've played a lot of shorter series which are worth more points and won mm. them. So, yeah. Why are shorter series worth more? I, we've covered this. <laughs> <laughs> we've covered it. So, yeah, so we will be waiting with abated breath, hoping for an England bounce back. Um, I think the pink ball test is going to be amazing. It'll be interesting to see if that one's a dust bowl, seeing as that they've got quite an impressive fast bowling battery. So, you know, they might be able to find a, maybe a decent turf supplier somewhere and ship some grass in. I don't think I've watched a pink ball test in another country. Mm. So it'll be interesting to watch. One look. So it starts at three o'clock here. Uh, so what uh, is? No, no, no. That, no the the day, the day night test actually starts. No, at so the normal eight. one starts at three. So it was at eight o'clock. Uh, eight, eight, eight p.m. for us. Eight p.m. So prime yeah. time cricket. It's just like watching cricket in England. Pretty yeah. much should be brilliant for them. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be getting up at, at uh, you know the start at ten eleven in the morning. Would it not? I I assume so. Yeah. Is that we're we're roughly on the same timeline. As in India and Australia, no, roughly. No, that's why the games over there are starting at three o'clock in the afternoon here. 
So eight, it, it starts at 8 p.m. for us, for the day-nighter, and 3 p.m. for the... the so if it's starting 8 p.m. for us, I think it's a midday start yeah. okay. in England. So no, that's pretty good. That's not too bad. Still good. Cool. Well, that's it. I for, didn't do the math right. <laughs> for, for the test series. You mean in India, but yeah. Two slips in a gully is wholeheartedly yeah. throwing their support behind the palms, like we said. Yeah. So best Se- of luck. Bounce back. Well, they only have to win one. Just got to win one. And we're, d- where we're in. Yeah, and we're in. If they win three, we're in trouble, but... Yeah. So it's 2-1. Well, they've only got two pl- tests. Oh, you mean three total. Okay. Yeah, three yeah. total. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, I'm, I'm on board. I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> got him! There it is! Wicket number 700! And they can't catch him! We're getting to the exciting part, for me anyway. I always love picking, picking teams. Oh, if we didn't know that. <laughs> Nobody knew that. Nobody yeah. knew. No one, no one is watching the podcast for the first time, but no. Oh yeah! Exactly. If you go back and look at some of our older episodes, <laughs> we do quite a lot of team picking. All so. of our all of our new uh, listeners slash viewers, you know, we're going to draw the crowd in. <laughs> so we're going to get down with our looks. Yeah, yeah. We're going to get down to it, and this <laughs> one is going to be uh, like we said. Uh, we're going to pick an all-time one-day international side, uh, but the caveat is that we can only pick one player from every nation. So we have got uh, twelve. Yep, twelve. How do we decide who's got the best team? Well, I've got the best team. Do no, you, you're wrong. Do you put it to a poll? They always agree with Aaron. I swear he's he's stacked those Facebook groups with yeah, like people who agree with him. Or his mum and dad. He's, or, he's screened them. He's or, screened them. Or hear me out. Hear me out. Maybe I've just picked the best team. No, no. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, we'll start with you, Gary. All um, right. So. I've, uh, in batting position, I'm assuming. Yeah, in batting, batting. Well, so, kind of in batting order. I can uh, swap and uh, change. He's, he's doing a Scotty. He's going to open with Hazim Amla. <laughs> <laughs> Although that'd be okay in the fifty. I've, over actually, I've actually done re- uh, like a lot of homework. I've got averages, wickets taken, runs scored, and I'm going to say tell everyone what they are at the end. You ready? Yep. Adam Gilchrist to open the batting. Wicket mm-hmm. keeper as well. I'm assuming. Um, uh, no, no, he's going for a run. You never know. He Make him run. He could have picked a specialist keeper. He might have Donny in the side. I don't know. Yeah. Just check uh, Brendan yeah. McCullum. From you see, you've got another wicket keeper right there. Yep. And wait for it. There's, there will be. They have more. to fight it out. Um, one of the greatest one day players of all time, Sachin Tendulkar. All right. Brian Lara from the West Indies. Well, uh, well he's a keeper, but in a different way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, just to fill in for you, Glenn, uh, Kumar Sangakara. Right. He, he, yeah, he can keep too. So that's all right. Well, I reckon egg and spoon race to <laughs> yeah. see who keep. Yeah, I'll give it to Gilly. <laughs> um, Jack Callis from uh, South Africa. Yeah. Shakib El Hassan from Bangladesh. Uh, ben Stokes from England. It was a tough... Yeah, I didn't really want to pick another Englishman. Um Ben Stokes, I know he's still in the midst of his career, but his yeah. averages are just really good. Yeah, um, I mean, if you if you're going to pick someone from England, I think you you have to go with modern players, yeah, because well, they're modern success. Yeah, well, and, and the fact that he can bat and bowl and maybe um, David Gower is probably the only old timey one that I'd think. Yeah, maybe Ian Botham. Botham, maybe. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, and then Wazim Akram from Pakistan. That was a, a dead set given. I don't know why you wouldn't pick him from Pakistan. Uh, Rashid Khan from Afghanistan because everyone loves Rashid Khan. Um, and his average in one day is, is ridiculous. Um, Heastreek from Zimbabwe is uh, my number 11. And I do have a 12th man, uh, Paul Sterling from Ireland, actually. So... Uh, you have a lot of all-rounders in that side. I do, yeah. because uh, I don't know if you noticed, but you have to bat and bowl in cricket. Mm. Yeah, um, uh. I have a total of 91,829 one-day international runs and 1,687 wickets. So I'm gathering your plan is win the toss, bat first, score like 600, and then just... Bat them into oblivion. Basically, they too many runs for them to chase. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like and there's the ball was him. Try oh. not to go for more than sixty off your ten. <laughs> I can do that, Gary. I can do that while swinging it around corners. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, yeah. but very impressive. So I think you've covered off, yeah, all the nations. So what? So there's more than is there more than twelve? 
There's only there's twelve test nations, twelve one day nations, isn't there? So you've oh, got there's like eight. Eh? Yeah, I mean, well, you know, top tier. I'm, I'm I even sh- looked at I'm, the United I, States. I was trying to like, get, get I was trying to get Henry Alonga into my side, but I just couldn't like just so that I had a Kenyan. But <laughs> <laughs> he's Zimbabwean. Oh, he's Zimbabwean. That's right. I, I couldn't think of a Kenyan <laughs> name player. Well, no, you like that's a very impressive batting lineup. So but what yeah. do you think? And you've got Akram Stokes, uh, Akram Stokes, Callis. Uh, Callis, Streak, Khan, um, and funnily enough, Tendulkar. You know, Tendulkar took 154 one-day international wickets. Well, I didn't know the exact mm. number, but he took a he took a few. Yeah, he got a bowl like. Yeah, so when they were looking for something different, when he when he was captain. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but he was not a successful captain, was he? I may not have the best bowling lineup in in this group, but I'd tell you what, I, I can assure you that you certainly do not have the best bowling lineup in this group. Well, I'd, but it is a very very impressive batting lineup. But yeah, I just yeah, I I think it's great. Cool, Norse, uh-huh. Norse. All right, do you want mine now? Yeah, go, Glenn. Okay, so I have Sanath Jayasuriya. Sachin Tendilkar, Muhammad Yusuf, Kevin O'Brien, Kevin O'Brien, <laughs> um, Shakib Al Hassan, Michael Bevan, Mark Boucher, Heath Streak, Rashid Khan, Shane Bond, Kurtley Ambrose. That is a very that's a very well balanced side. Well, yeah, and I didn't put an Englishman in because yeah, yeah. I was trying to decide who. I was going to go with from England, and the obvious choice is Stokes, and the other obvious choice is probably Joe Root because they're they're from a successful World Cup winning uh, <laughs> winning side. side. Yes, but uh, then I was like, oh, that's all right. I'll decide on the English man later." And then I finished it and forgot to put someone in. So. <laughs> So I, I just went with Darren Goff because I always enjoyed watching Darren Goff play um, and he was, you know, he, he was one of the guys who actually took it up to Australia in that period where, you know, England just lost to Australia really easily. I mean, he took it up to them with the bat, with the ball. He has a yeah. hat-trick against Australia. He had the fire in the belly, didn't he? Yeah. Um, so watch. his stats probably... Don't look as good as what they they might have, but but he's a competitor. Know, he was carrying the side, so yeah. Um, other than that, yeah, I I was thinking about going with Saklane Mushtaq from pa- Pakistan, but then I realised that I've pretty much got to have Rashid Khan because I don't really know that many players from <laughs> Afghanistan, <laughs> well, <laughs> and well. he's definitely uh, a good spin option there. He's also probably the. The best international caliber player Pakistan's got at the moment. They're not Afghanistan's got yeah. at the moment. So, uh, and then I thought, yeah, I've, I haven't got a lot of top order batting, so I'll go with Mohammad Yusuf. Um, just, he's kind of a forgotten man. He's his numbers are impressive. Um, yeah, got a lot of bowling options. Yeah, pretty strong batting. Happy with that. Yep. Smoke you. Yeah. <laughs> what happened right there? Yep. I'm running with uh, also Sanath Jayasuriya at the top of the order, uh, but I'm also going to open with Andy Flower as my wicketkeeper and other opening batsman. Designated Zimbabwean. Designated Zimbabwean. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Viv Richards at three, Virat Kohli at four, AB de Villiers at five, Shakib Alassane, Ben Stokes, Rashid Khan, Wazim Apkran, Shane Bond, and Glenn McGrath is my Australian. Um, I plan on using Ben Stokes a little bit like how they use um, uh, Glenn Maxwell a little bit, so float around the order as need be. So even though he's listed at seven, he might come in at you know four, depending on how well my top order goes. And I think there's quite a lot of balance. I've got 40, 40 overs, one, two, three, 40 overs of pace. I've got 30 overs of spin, um, so I've got lots of flexibility. Uh, got a dasher at the top of the order. I've got arguably the two best, or arguably the three best one-day international batsmen in Richards, Coley, and De Villiers in the middle order. Mm. So, yeah, pretty happy with that. I think, I think, I think you're, you've got a stronger bowling lineup than than either of us, but I think 
Yeah, I think I'd take both his. Ke- Kevin O'Brien scored a hundred right. off less than fifty balls. Glenn McGrath <laughs> gets Lara and Tendulkar out for fun, so that's all right. His his vaunted batting lineup would be. Uh, Two yeah, for none he, at the end of the first he over. He wouldn't have gotten Kevin O'Brien that many times. <laughs> <laughs> no, but coming How, back. It would be interesting to see Glenn McGrath bowl to Michael Bevan. It really would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. I'd like to see what happens right I reckon he'd end. get him. I reckon he'd have well, some sneaky in there. And well, I'd, I think Bevan would get him. Maybe the short ball. You know, Bev wasn't. I mean that 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 was yeah, why he was so saying good. that though. Bevan did face McGraw, uh, um, Ambrose and, and and those caliber players. So yeah, I don't yeah, know. they were a little quicker, <coughs> a little so, taller. Rashid Khan coming back to Rashid Khan though, he's taken 140 wickets, which is is not you know 500, but it's 140 at 18. I suppose the being devil's advocate here. He would have played a lot of his games against Associate Nations, as opposed to lots and lots of games against the full-fledged nations. Yeah, yeah I understand but that. He can only bowl against who he's bowling against, yep. and he's got a phenomenal record for for that. So, uh, I think it's really you, you've seen how he plays over in the Big Bash. We've seen him take plenty of wickets over in the IPL, and that's against the best players in the world. So, I certainly don't think that. Uh, those numbers are only because he's playing poor, like, weaker nations. I think if he played more games against uh, fully-fledged nations, I don't think it'd be 18, but I still think he'd have a very, very healthy average. So yeah. he's one hell of a competitor. Hell and he's yeah. perennially nine, 18 or 19. I think he's been 19 for like four years now. So Yeah, so, yeah. Mm. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wish I could bowl half as decent yeah. as what he could. I wish I could stay 19 for four years. Those days are gone, Glenn. Those days are gone. So we'll throw it to uh, to those of you listening at home and those of you watching, uh, You know, leave a comment. Who do you think has picked the best side? Uh, as Me. always, we, uh, we have social media. So we've, we've got our brand new YouTube channel, which you're obviously watching this on. Uh, we've got Facebook. We've got uh, Twitter. Uh, so feel free to join the conversation. Uh, just search Two Slips in a Gully in Facebook or Twitter. Um, and then, yeah, get involved. Tell us, who do you think has created the best side? And I, then I feel your- like I spent maybe the least time, so factor that in as well. <laughs> um, I probably spent the most. Uh, no, you know, I, I know Aaron I may well have. And I may have. You, you spent more time than me. Oh, really? I mm. may have the uh, worst side, but just just to – Clarify, I put the least effort in. <laughs> <laughs> so we record our podcast at about 7 30, 8 o'clock yeah. at night uh-huh. here in Australia, Usually. around about that yeah. sort of time. Glenn messaged me at 10 to 6. Yeah. What's the homework I need to do for this episode? Yeah. So, well, well you did remind me that there was homework, and I was like, yep. I, yep, I reminded yep. you. I totally, I totally, week. I totally know that. Yes. And then I was like, Homework. <laughs> I, don't worry. I couldn't work it. Like I was, it was one of those things where you're just like, "Yes, I'm going to agree with him," and then work out what he's talking about later. Yeah, I, I think I think I text back. Yeah, I'll get right on that, <laughs> yeah. and left it at that. Didn't bother me. It's just right. We didn't end up uh, doing it as we were going. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that'll bring our sixty fourth episode to a close and our very first one on camera so it's been a it's been a rousing success so far i think i don't know really happy yeah. with it we'll see all right <laughs> see how we go right. and see if we uh, stick with it and bring it back again next week so we're all yeah. very happy with that yep. um so we'll be back again uh for our next episode where i'm sure we'll have plenty more to talk about i'm sure there'll be far lots of drama to unfold from england versus uh india Yep. Can't wait to get into that. Yep. Uh, Australia about to take on the Kiwis in some T20s. <laughs> uh, Sheffield Shield's back underway. Go the Shield. Just because the love test the matches shield. are done for Australia doesn't mean cricket stops, and that's why it's we g- love it. It's going to be a quality Shield year. Yeah, if you score runs this year, you're doing all right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I haven't been called up yet, but no, I'll I'm, see. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for that call. I think I mean, not, might need to score a few more. <laughs> How, how's, how's your cricket going? How are you guys doing? Oh, 
All right, we, we haven't been on for two weeks. Yeah, well, neither have we because we both keep cricket in the same place. Keep, Rain. Keeps raining on Saturday. We get, yeah, to, we get to go and see those local cricket heroes, the uh, bartenders, to yeah. get us out of trouble. Oh, or get man. us into trouble. Love those guys. I'm leading our team in wickets taken this year. Well, I'm leading our team in captaincy. <laughs> How many captains have you had? One. So, yeah. You're yeah. All, you've it. also captained the least games as well. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys are going to make finals? No. Uh, no. We, we needed to win our last game. And, and it got washed out. It was washed uh, out. It's the rain. It was the rain, the I tell you. Had no, it, was, oh, it was all robbed. It yep. had nothing to do with the fact that we were chasing 266 and we were four for 40. Yeah. Oh, but I was good for 100. I'd, I'd take so, so was I, actually. I yeah. barely scored a run all year. I was saving them all up for that innings. I was not out over the weekend, ready yeah. to come back. I was I was the stand-in captain as so, well. So you know I was good for it. So let's just put it into my cricket that we actually scored those runs that we're talking up rather than <laughs> just in imagination land. No, uh, be careful what you locked. do. You'll end up on Facebook. Are these guys from this club scored this amount of runs? And I'm like... They're like, oh, man, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon some of those are just made up, eh? I well, saw one, that yeah. You pointed out he took si- was yeah. it three bold, two court, and two stumpings in, yeah. in 17 balls. 17 balls. He took seven for nothing. <laughs> oh, was it, there yeah, was a two, girl from junior two. cricket, took six in a row. Oh, Ooh, really? Wow. Yeah. Uh, over she, she in the one pretty, over or like over nah, two overs, two, over two overs, hat trick at the end of the one over and a hat trick at the start of the next. That's oh mental. My God. Um, and if uh, Dad's listening, do you want to bring her? Um, I can replace sheep to the Bathurst Bush Rangers Cricket Club. <laughs> <laughs> the mighty Bush Rangers, mighty Bush Rangers, all the cordial she can drink. <laughs> <laughs> No, but well done. Let the dealings begin. I, I think. I think we need one point to make it into the major semi. And um, we should be right. So, so you've just got to what, win one more game and you're in the major semi? Yeah, I think so. Cool. Norse. Okay. Norse. We have got three three rounds left, I think. I think so. Right. On uh, and we've got a buy in one of those. So. Yeah. Well, there you go. You're in. Well Done. We you, don't get any you guys are probably um, our preferred side from from third grade. So when we get knocked out, we we'll we'll come, we'll come, come, come down us. and watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we're playing the most hated side in third grade too, which is going to be great. Oh. Anyway. Hmm. All right. That's enough <laughs> for us. Match. That'll do us for another week. We hope to, uh, you know, see you all again next week. All right. Thank you very much, guys. Bye for now. See you later. Bye. Over. Sports Social Podcast Network.